0: Welcome to Volume Up In Color, I'm Leslie Jesperson and thanks for tuning in. I am joined today by my friend and licensed clinical social worker, Mm -hmm. Nicole Lynch. Hi. Hi. Thanks for letting us bombard your house. No problem. Welcome. (laughs) So um, we're going to be talking a lot about today um, what Nicole does, how she got here, um, life as a mom and a partner. and balancing all the things and yeah so sure. you have your own practice now right too, yeah. so how long has that been uh, open and running
1: um September of 2018 so okay. a little over a year and yeah. everything's are,
0: are you still like balancing the highs and the lows and figuring it all out
1: or definitely yes. yeah it's like yeah. you know trying to get clients and how do you do that and you know so it's not I'm like fully booked you know I'm open Monday through Thursday so you know it's it's slow but but it, that's it like, you know slow like growth like, yeah is good yeah it and that's slow and steady so now it's like it's steady it's good and I'm looking at other opportunities and ways to build the practice yeah that's something that I have a hard time uh, accepting because <laughs> yeah. I'm um, very so much time. like
0: <laughs> zero to hundred real
1: quick. Just so I want all the, ones, I all all the there. things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you, did you always want to have your own practice? Is that something that was like the goal? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. It really was
1: a goal that I had had. Um, I got my master's in social work in 2005 and I was like, okay you know, this is what I want to do eventually, but I knew it was going to take some time. So I just, you know, worked at nonprofits and loved what I did and eventually got to a point where I needed to get clinical hours. So I had to switch agencies. And then that was it. It was like, get these eight, get, work these ages, this agency, right. Get these hours in, get my LCSW and then start. So So there was like a path. There was a, there was but I was much older and, like, got to a point in my life where I was, like, comfortable with my life and happy and was like, okay, I can go to this next step. I was really scared to do it, but I'm glad that I did. And I just started small and worked my way up.
0: So, so, so talk yeah. to me a little bit more about that, like, making these moves mm-hmm. at certain points in your life. Mm-hmm. That was very calculated would you say or kind of just going going with the flow like what
1: type of person are you it was like kind of both so like I always knew in my mind this was going to be the end goal I just never knew honestly at some there's points where I thought like it would never happen because I was kind of scared to do it but you know I worked at an agency for 13 years and loved it so much but wasn't getting the clinical work that I needed in order to get the way social work licensure is, is that you have one license, the, your LSW, um, which is not a clinical license, and then you move on to the next level of licensure, LCSW, Licensed Clinical Social Worker, where you have to be doing specific clinical work and be supervised by someone with that license, which meant I had to move on and go somewhere right, else. So right. So I did that. So I moved to a, a different agency, was doing clinical work, still in a kind of management type of position, running programs, supervising staff knowing that that was not what I wanted to do forever you know I got to a point and was like okay <laughs> I'm getting yeah. I'm getting what I need from this place mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my license um and then that's the next step is gonna be open the practice but I had my daughter and ended up just taking a break from work for eight months and just Good stayed home with her yeah and I'm really glad that I did do that I was still I teach at Stockton too um, I teach in the master's in social work program So, I was still doing that, like, one day a week, and but was home with her most of the time. And then I got to a point where I felt, okay, I'm ready to to do something else. So, I, you know, went back to the agency, worked, you know, like, two days a week as a therapist, but still had in the back of my mind, like, okay, this is going to have to happen. Yeah. So, talked to friends and had them in practice and just decided to jump in. I'm like, even if I have one client, at least it's one client. Yeah. So.
0: And you mentioned... Fear, Because mm-hmm. that is something that I think <laughs> about and I talk about yeah. all the time mm-hmm. Because fear can be so crippling mm-hmm. especially when it's something as important as your job and your sure. livelihood. Absolutely um, I think it's something that That has helped me strengthen my faith muscle mm-hmm. in whatever you have faith in whether mm-hmm. you know Your faith is just in the belief that like tomorrow is gonna happen, right? but that fear how would you tell people Mm -hmm. who are you know in the same because i know a lot of social worker friends who are just like this is fucking hard like this (laughs) is all of this is Mm -hmm. just you know all those steps and they have that fear what would you say to
1: them um the same thing that honestly like i say to my clients is that like if we submit to our fears they're just going to take over and and I also say to them, like, I have my own fears, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have huge fears and the fear of opening my own practice was something that held me back for a while. But if I had continued on with that fear and just let that take over, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't right. be in this, I'd still be working in an agency. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be happy with it. And I would still want this to be my end goal. And when I really broke it down, it was, well, what am I afraid of? Right. The actual having the business, or the process to get the business. And it was the process to get the business. Yeah. That was the piece that was holding me back and that was hard for me. And I just talked with another social worker friend of mine who opened her own practice and said, here, I'm going to bullet point, like, just having someone to help you. Mm-hmm. So I pay that forward all the time with social workers and with anybody. <laughs> like, I will pay that forward all the time. Of um, Here, she gave me bullet points. Here's what yeah. you do. Here's process. So I did that. And here I am, you know? So if I had submitted to the fear. And I
0: think yeah. um,
1: that, at, oh my
0: gosh, the process of like getting the business, I know that I still call my mom all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what this means, right. you know? Um, that yeah. that business part yeah. is is tough. Yeah, it, is. it you're, is. There are people specifically trained in running mm-hmm. businesses mm-hmm. and that's something that I ran into, like I can do my actual job sure but running the business aspect of it yeah and that's the scary part like Mm
1: -hmm. and the tough part for us like as social workers as clinicians you know lpcs like those of us that provide therapeutic services we do that part great <laughs> yeah like, yeah we've got the clinical side down but then we're not business people right so how the hell are we supposed so, like, to manage taxes and, taxes and getting an LLC <laughs> yeah. yeah all this stuff like you know I don't take insurance at my practice right now so it's it's a you know a pretty much an all-cash business so that like I go to a, I had to get an account for the first time I always do my own taxes I was like here yeah yeah I don't know I hope I did it right you know and, and I did so yay! yay. <laughs> so I felt good about going into this year of like okay this is a full year it's my first full year being open you know all of 2019 yeah so all right congratulations thank you yeah so it's 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 exciting it's fun I finally i was still working one day a week at the agency because I was like I just need I had to hold on to it like I just need to have that like backup yeah what if this fails I can still work there Um, but it's not failing and it's growing and it's getting better. So I quit there in December and I'm, you know, available four days a week at my practice. So that's awesome. Yeah. The, the what ifs,
0: Mm -hmm. um, I've been thinking about that that's so funny that you say that cuz I've been thinking about that like the last four days it just keeps mm-hmm. popping into my head that's how so when I do my brunch in my talks mm-hmm. I get I just like write things down in the middle of the night that I that's yeah. something that sure uh, has been coming to me a lot and like the what-ifs
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: have that backup plan but you also have to think about like what if everything does work yeah and what if you have success beyond what you could mm-hmm. have even imagined right. and that's kind of something that you can hold on to when those fears mm-hmm. are taking over and your anxiety mm-hmm. is through the roof and yeah, yeah and all that crazy yeah
1: that's something I say to my clients too like i work with a lot of people who are dealing with anxiety about so many different things mm-hmm. um, and I say to them well yeah Well, what if it does work out the way you want it to what would that look like for you or what if it what if the all these what ifs and right like, this could happen this could happen all these bad things okay what if it did? let's right. play that out you know like and if we again surrender to the what ifs mm-hmm. we're stagnant we're never gonna move we're never going to change and flow and and uncomfortable things are part of our growth truth oh I you know so, <laughs> I know I feel like I'm just like a walking Pinterest board but <laughs> but I have Wouldn't to live you- it I have to remember yeah. myself too because believe me I get in my own head often you know i have my meltdowns or i'm like ah, everything sucks and blah you know yeah but then i have to check myself and talk to my boyfriend or talk to my friends talk to my mom and be like wait a minute all right yeah you are just conjuring this up mm-hmm. because you're scared of something what is that about okay here do this do that you know yeah take care of yourself a little more if you're not doing that and you know that uncomfortableness yeah. Is really annoying,
0: honestly. Being comfortable
1: with the uncomfortable. <laughs> that's
0: what I'm working on yeah. because I like logically. I know mm-hmm. you know, and we all, I think we all know mm-hmm. that we have to deal with things, and that's how we get experience. Yeah. Um, it's so. I was just looking at my Facebook memories this mm-hmm. morning, and this time uh, seven years ago, my status was, "This is going to be a really good lesson." Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, but I was like, Okay, I'm proud of you seven years ago, Leslie, Mm -hmm. for like knowing that shit is completely hitting the fan Mm -hmm. all over the walls. But I knew I had no control over it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, right, let's look for the lesson here. And that's that was the uncomfortableness. I mean, I've
1: known you for a very long time and seen you through. The before the during the after, and you know, look at you, you're shining and it's crazy, doing all these, yeah, all these wild things, and you know, all the things <coughs> that you always wanted to be doing, you're doing them, yeah. We manifest it, right? We do, yeah, we do,
0: and we put that out there. If we don't we take time mm-hmm. to like acknowledge it mm-hmm. and express gratitude, yeah, that's
1: something that I have to remind myself all I do the too. time, I do you too. know, because. Yeah. The gratitude practice is really important and, you know, I'll get into my therapeutic stuff of like gratitude and mindfulness, but, but it's true, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't have to sit and meditate and and do that if that's not for you, but just to stop in a moment when you're feeling overwhelmed and to be like, okay, let me be in this moment. What's happening? And what's one thing I'm grateful for to just ground yourself? Yes. Yeah. Takes 60 seconds. Mm Because yeah. I know I, I'll, you know, everyday
0: stuff, like the bills and mm-hmm. the house and the kids. And yeah, I, you know, caught up. I got a puppy. Like, why? <laughs> why did I do that?
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh,
0: but, you know, life sucks. And I'm like, okay, but
1: yeah. But does it? But like, does okay, it? Because no. I prayed for this life. Yeah. Every single day yeah. for so long. Yeah. So. I was just talking about that, you know, with, with Bill, with my boyfriend, you know, at the New Year's Eve, like, okay, it's this decade, you know where was I in the beginning of the decade and I was a completely different person, totally different life. Oh my gosh. And all I wanted was what I have right now. So it's, yeah. Isn't it's the same it crazy? For you. It's like, we knew what we really wanted. Mm-hmm. We knew the kind of life we needed and wanted and we manifested it and created it. And here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, and I yeah. love that,
0: um, like I said before, we started filming, uh, I, we've known each other for so long mm-hmm. and on a personal
1: level. I remember um, the day I met you. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me. <laughs> I remember Lori taking me, we were like shopping on our lunch break and we went, you were working at Cold Stone. Oh my gosh, you yes. were pregnant with Alex yes. when I met you. Oh, yeah.
0: and he's about to be 13. Yeah.
1: Wow, <laughs> it's
0: been a ro- long road. I miss that job sometimes, <laughs> you guys. Stupid ice cream. I was easy. I was nine months pregnant working there, and there was a point where I could not reach over and get Just the scoop. ice cream because I was so big. But uh, that but was yeah. fun times yeah. No responsibilities. Yeah. Like my biggest problem was brownies burning. So, yeah, <laughs> right. Easy. <laughs> easy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago and our lives are completely, completely different. Yeah. That's so cool. We've got that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. So, in your, in your practice, what do you find... Is your most favorite, and maybe that feels a little weird. <laughs> What's your favorite problem to solve? Ah, no. um, but do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think really just like clicks with you, mm-hmm. and you you get real a lot of fulfillment mm-hmm. with helping people about.
1: Like, I mean, I can't really say that there's like any like one particular issue, problem, concern. Mm-hmm. But you know, just getting a lot more people now who are dealing with. Life transitions, or just anxiety in general about so many different things. Yeah. the world we live in now creates a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. for people. Um, so, but with anybody, with anything that they're working on or dealing with, being able to help to see them through the process, to watch their growth, to watch them make the positive changes that they need to make from the time you know. And I, and I do this with clients. I'll be like, "Remember when you walked in the door?" three months ago, or you know, who are you now? And you're so much less anxious, and you know, you're doing the work. Watching people take ownership and do the work is the thing that brings me joy. I love it. And it's why I do what I do. Awesome, all right. We're
0: gonna take a quick break. Uh, Don't go anywhere, don't click out of that browser. We'll (laughs) be right back with Nicole Lynch on Volume Up In Color. Welcome back to Volume Up in Color. I'm Leslie Jesperson, joined with my friend of uh, we just established 13, 13 years, <laughs> Nicole Lynch, licensed uh, clinical social worker, and we're talking all about mental health. And now we're going to dive into the stigma and how to get help if you feel like you're struggling, and and what all that looks like, and how to take the steps to feel better. So, if Nicole I, like you said the it's a really scary world that we live yeah. in and I know personally I experience more anxiety now than mm-hmm. I ever have yeah. and for me one of the things that I like to do because it's with me no matter where I go and that I learned in mm-hmm. yoga is my breathing yeah like I think I learned when I was like in childbirth class but mm-hmm. you know the first the power right. of your breath yeah that's something that I use mm-hmm. to chill myself mm-hmm. out yeah. if I'm like, because I just happen to have anxiety attacks like while I'm driving a lot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is that
1: look, like? is that something that you advise to people, mm-hmm. you know, as part of, um, tell me yeah, a little bit more absolutely. about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to anxiety, I mean, obviously it looks different for each person, but a lot of the time, yeah, it's about like Getting your breath and just grounding. So one of the breathing techniques that I talk about and train people to use, you know, obviously yoga breathing, but um, four, seven, eight breathing, where you breathe in through your nose to a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, and then breathe it out, either through your nose or your mouth, whichever way is more comfortable for you, for a count of eight. Okay. And you can do that. You know, several rounds of that to kind of just to, yeah get your breathing cycle back down. You know, calm down a little bit, get the heart rate down. Um, but then like five senses grounding is also a technique that um, I'll use with people too, where you know everything just kind of feels out of control, and so you mm-hmm. need to just kind of pull things back in. So you're using your five senses. You're not only you're using the five senses, but you're also counting. So five things you can see. So you look around the room. Five things you can see, um, and you can do this in whichever way you want to, but five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, um, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste.
0: Okay. So
1: so write all that down. <laughs> write that Your down. Your four, seven, eight breath, and the
0: five, four, three, two, one.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people find success with it because, again, you're using five senses, so you're kind of organizing all of that, mm-hmm. and then you're counting something and you're paying attention to things and you're so it's getting you out of your head, getting you, you know, into your body, out of your head kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just grounding of just like, okay, I can feel the couch under me. I can feel the floor. You know, just remembering where you are, breathing at the same time, and to just then stop and say, okay, now let me think through this. Because a lot of you know anxiety comes from like our reptilian brain where it's fight, flight, freeze, and sometimes fall, you know, where we just like pass out, you know, because it happens, right? <laughs> so, you know, our stress response, it depends on the situation, but you know, it's just like, I think it's Brené Brown that talks about like the, ba- you know, there's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, we either fight, flight, freeze or fall down, you know, so it's <laughs> like the bear for us could be anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in our lives because look at this world that we live in so there's a 24-hour news cycle there's all the social media there's just so much happening and then stuff in the greater world around us that we worry about too you know so and we're not a lot of times not just worrying about ourselves we're worrying about our kids or our families or you know yeah so there's a lot that we're piling on to our, you know, basic selves that, you know, all thousands of years ago, all we had to worry about was, okay, maybe a bear going to kill us or yes. that lion's chasing us. We're still the same genetic makeup that we were all those years ago, but now look at all the things that are bothering us. So it just creates a lot more. And it's the
0: fall thing. Like I never knew that. Yeah. I just... I'm a fainter, and <laughs> yeah. I just thought that there was, like, I don't <laughs> just, know. I don't <laughs> have enough oxygen flowing I don't, through yeah, or yeah. need more protein, yeah, right? And it, that's, you know, this past year, I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And figuring out my triggers. My triggers are actually doctor's offices, which is real fun. Okay. will go right down in the the waiting room. (laughs) Yeah, so like doing
1: some grounding techniques before you walk in the door when you're in the car. Yeah. Breathing and grounding, you know, can help to, even when you're sitting in the waiting room, just doing that. Like you can do that grounding technique and no one's gonna know you're doing it. Yeah. Even the breathing technique, if you just do it through your nose, no one knows you're doing it
0: and so and and now that I know that it's okay and like mm-hmm. I felt like my sugar was dropping I'm like drinking lemonade right. and What's nothing's helping yeah. and it's an you know response. We, and then I start to have an anxiety attack because, because <laughs> it's, you it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it
1: all it all compounds one another. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and
0: and I think it's so important for people to understand like it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you no, and like all. you said this the world that we live in yeah, is absolutely bananas it. I get
1: anxious you know yeah. there are things that make me anxious and yeah. there's and it's not something I really experienced prior to having my daughter I ended up with isn't it crazy postpartum anxiety I mean and postpartum depression but the postpartum anxiety lasted a good year and there are times like I get triggered by things and there are times where I'm like Okay, alright, do the thing, do the thing that I tell my clients to do, like alright, do the thing and then alright you're gonna be alright, you know. So so what if
0: someone is experiencing this mm-hmm. anxiety, but it might be a little bit more sure. than that? Like yeah. how do people know when it's time to like, alright, this grounding
1: stuff is mm-hmm. not working? Like I think I might need a little bit mm-hmm. more. Then what? Yeah, I mean, I, I say as soon as you start feeling this way, it's it's okay to reach out for help. I think the thing that you know stops people from doing that is the you know there's cultural reasons why people don't you know reach out for mental health support. That culturally it may be that like we don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I work with a lot of people who break out of that, break away from the cultural stigma. Um, but then there's social stigma of mental health and mental illness of you know everyone's crazy and all you know like I don't even like to say that word because. You know, it's just this negative connotation and, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, we all need help sometimes. So then it's, okay, What does my insurance cover? Or, you know, if you can afford it, paying out of pocket because Mm -hmm. then um, most insurances, if you didn't know, have out-of-network benefits. Um, So you can submit receipts and get reimbursed and you can see someone in private practice. It doesn't mean you have to go to an agency if that's daunting. Um, or if there's a huge waiting list in an agency, still put yeah. your name on it. Um, but there's so many options now. There's even online therapy and yeah, texting like therapy and apps, and you know, there's so much out there that makes it more available to people. And most of those, you know, like online services, take insurance. So if that's the thing that's holding you back, that's like, well, I have to use my insurance, and I can't afford something else. And the thought of therapy is is hard to think about going to an office. Mm -hmm. You can do it right here in your house. Yeah. You you can just do it on your phone or your laptop or, you know, whatever works for you. So just, it's a good time for mental health because there's so many options out there. Where if you are struggling a little bit, that's okay. We all do. And And for some people, it's a big struggle. And if leaving your house to go to therapy is something that's scary, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so what about, because I know like I have a lot of friends who have, you know, I've encouraged them maybe to try it and they're like, oh, this, I don't want to talk about my problems with a stranger or,
1: <coughs> yeah, you know,
0: because I've even had
1: therapists where you just don't click. Right. So absolutely. is it okay? to Great like? Point. Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. If you meet with a therapist and it doesn't work, that's okay. There's plenty of us out there. Yeah. You know, so I know it's like, it's hard when you're like, okay, finally I've decided I'm going to do this and I meet with somebody and we're not clicking. And then it can really feel daunting to then have to go to somebody else, but it's okay to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like it is okay to do it. It is okay to go to somebody else. I have several clients that have said like, you're the second or third therapist I've gone to. And, you know, fortunately it's worked out and they're still seeing me and you know, we're, we're good, but you know, I've had plenty of, clients that have seen me once or twice and I don't see them again like it's just and I don't take offense to that like it just right. it is what it is either you click or you don't <laughs> yeah. um, but it's also you know really important to acknowledge that and to know that it's okay and to your point of talking to somebody that doesn't know you that's the whole point of therapy you know is to talk to somebody okay, so, so that like Listen that's a big that. point yeah. of it is that we can sit here knowing one another and talk our stuff out mm-hmm. but I love you and you love me, so there's a little <coughs> different, And you know? there's some bias, so there's if, some if bias you know there. the person that I'm talking about, exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. So, when you're meeting with somebody who doesn't know you, it's a completely unbiased opinion, there's zero judgment, you, that's where you're going to get the good help and the yeah. good work, because they don't love you, they don't know you, they don't know the people you know, and if they do, they will tell you, and it's a conflict of interest, and you stop seeing each other, and you have yeah. to go to a different therapist but you know that's the whole point is that you're seeing somebody who doesn't know you and has absolutely no thoughts or opinions about you because if we start to develop opinions as therapists we have we should it's not ethical like we shouldn't be working with somebody for an opinion like that um and if I know you like I can't provide Right. Like you I know. wouldn't, we can, we can go out to dinner and yeah. chat, but I wouldn't come to you. Yeah. As a I can't be your therapist yeah. because yes. I know you, you know, and I know your whole family <laughs> and I know, her, I know your life. You yeah. Know? So that's just an example, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, I have lots of friends and, or people who are just kind of like acquaintances or past colleagues or whatever that yeah. have said like, Hey, can I come to you? And I'm like, no, I mean, I know you like, I do really do know you. So here's yeah. a list I am perfectly happy to give. I have a list all the time at the ready and like all of my colleagues that I know that are really good and I pass that list on and, you know, hope people can get what they need. So if someone has
0: no idea where to start, mm-hmm. can they, I mean, is it just a matter of Googling or yeah. should they start if they have insurance, mm-hmm. I guess they should start with their insurance yeah or?
1: so typically I'll say if you have insurance just call your insurance or go online or your app or whatever and mm-hmm. get a list and then you can go from there but yeah you can always Google you can go to psychology today like I have a profile on psychology today most of us do um, and that's where you can just type in your town so it's like okay you know I therapist in Linwood and everyone's gonna show up you okay. know and then you can call or email and um, you know Go through the list that way. Lots of therapists have their own websites, but you kind of have to know what that is to get to right, it. Right,
0: right. But yeah, just to
1: go. But if you just Google therapists in whatever town, all their information is going to pop up. So people's websites and Psychology Today, and you know, agencies and things like that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I just wanted to reiterate. You know, like you said, it's now is a good time for therapy because unfortunately the way the world is going, you know, the celebrities and suicide Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the media is finally shining some kind of Mm -hmm. light on mental health. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more advocacy for breaking that stigma. Mm -hmm. I know that I've run into, I've been fortunate enough to to encounter and work with a bunch of men Mm -hmm. who are really advocating Mm -hmm. for, um, For breaking that stigma Mm -hmm. and being very open Mm -hmm. with with saying that I get depressed Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I have a good friend who just he'll send me a text. Hey, I'm having a rough couple days. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. but just so you know, if I'm not answering you, I'm just doing what I need to Mm -hmm. do to get
1: my mind right. No, that's a great point because there's a lot a lot of men who won't reach out for help mm-hmm. and who are struggling. So you know there's plenty of therapists out there for them too. you know, there's men and women. yeah, know, and, yeah, and we all have you know people have different specialties and things like that. but yeah, I mean that's a good point. A lot of a lot of the time, you know, it's looked at as, you know, weakness, weakness. Or, yeah. and yeah, you know, real men don't need therapy. Real men don't acknowledge their feelings. Real men don't cry. And that is bullshit. Like, yeah. it's completely ridiculous. Like, there's no, what is, what does that mean, real men? Like, that doesn't mean yes. anything.
0: That's called toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: like, yes, men struggle and it's yeah. okay to talk about it and it's yeah. okay to reach out for help. Um, it's okay to talk to, you know, your families if you're feeling, you know, it doesn't mean that you're less of a man or less of a father, less of a husband. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that you're a human being. Yeah. And sometimes things are hard. And to acknowledge his feelings and talk about them is really important. It's Absolutely. not just for women, it's for women. Yeah, it's not for, like, the emotional
0: housewives yeah. who need some attention it's anymore. anybody,
1: anybody. So many people need help. And, yeah. And it's okay to need help. Kids, it doesn't mean kids need help. Yeah. Every,
0: everybody yeah. Uh, can benefit. I'm a huge
1: mm-hmm.
0: advocate. I know when I was in therapy right after my divorce, it was, like, the best thing mm-hmm. that I ever could have done, especially sure. in situations like that, mm-hmm. um, when divorce is such a... Um, Like, everybody's involved. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has an opinion, and your world's upside down, and you don't know who to believe or Mm whose advice to take, and Mm -hmm. most of the time, all those opinions are biased. Right. So So you can sort through it with a therapist. Yeah, Yeah. so going to a therapist, um, and even, you know, I just, uh, in my Leveled Up Connection community, Mm -hmm. uh, a girlfriend of mine just posted that, you know, it took her years To acknowledge that she needed medication Mm -hmm. and she's so happy that she did.
1: And there's a big stigma around that too. You know, taking medication for mental health reasons and it doesn't mean that it's forever. You know, a lot of the time it's, you know, and medication isn't for everyone and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. You know, you don't have to take it. But, you know, for a lot of people, they do need it. Some people, it is forever. And for some people, it's just to get them over the hump. And medication Mm -hmm. with therapy is super, super important. Um, getting medication from a psychiatrist is really important too yeah primary doctors can prescribe they don't always know what they're really prescribing or what you know how that's how it's really gonna um, react with you and, and your um, your system and right all like it's, that. it's just like going to a specialist for anything yeah, absolutely and so. that's the thing it's mm-hmm. like we look at mental health we need to be looking at mental health like it's Like we look at diabetes, like we look at cancer, like we look at heart problems, like we look at cholesterol. You know, if you have high cholesterol, you're gonna go to the doctor and you're going to get blood work and you're going to take medication more than likely to lower that. And you're gonna do different things in your life, you know, adjusting your what you're eating and things like that, exercise. You're gonna do that. If you have diabetes and you need insulin, like you're gonna take it. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If you're having mental health challenges and you're really struggling and therapy isn't enough it's okay to take medication. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's and the thing and that's the thing it's like it doesn't have to be forever. People can get their cholesterol under control and stop taking medication, right? People can get, you know, certain heart problems under control, blood pressure, like things like that. Like yeah. look at it that way, you know. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I want to thank you for letting me in yeah. your home Thanks and for talking me. all about this because this is something that I'm super passionate about mm. and um yeah it was great thank you for thank you all right thanks for tuning in this is volume up with me leslie jesperson with nicole lynch and we'll see you next time have a great day everybody